What you are about to hear is a performance. It's a fictional creation from the mind of a man in a chair. That's me, by the way. Hello, my name is Dow, and I started recording and publishing the Arcturian Playground back in April 2022 for my own personal entertainment, because these are the kinds of games that I enjoy playing. Games of imagination and extrapolation, games of exploring the scientific nature of life and evolution and human psychology on a cosmic scale, and asking myself, what if? What if? From the imagined perspective of what is. What is? Or at least the part of what is that we haven't quite discovered yet and can only imagine and trust that something at least sort of like that is out there maybe, probably. And who knows, maybe it truly is somehow present even in these fictional games of imagination because what was the longest river in the world before the Nile was discovered? It was still the Nile, right? Even if we didn't quite understand it completely. So what you're about to hear is me talking to myself in character. The character of Omra of the High Council, who was a personality that I have created, a claim which he frequently scoffs at, as my connection point to the Arcturian Collective Thingy, a massive group of wise, compassionate, diplomatic, interconnected minds from gajillions of various life forms that grew out of the Arcturus solar system billions of years before our own solar system was even formed. Now they tell us that we are all woven from the same cosmic thread, and the purpose of life is self-discovery and self-acceptance, and everything is self. So what you're about to hear is a fictional exploration of ideas, and like all fictions, it is also real and deeply meaningful, and you're about to hear it now. coming in with a heavy mind, your conscious thoughts and intentions are loaded, as it were, for you have received some questions from one of the members of the Tao of Healing group, which you announce at the end of each podcast episode, and which uh, some people are finding their way to and beginning communications one with another, which was the reason why we planted this idea in your mind in the first place as a way of uh, creating one of many networks of exchange, sharing of ideas and experience. And one of the members of this group asked 
several questions to you this evening regarding the nature of energy and the uh, process of channeling, what it is to channel, what it is to connect with the spirits of departed loved ones and to have communication with them, what it means to speak with a, an intuitive or a medium or a psychic or one who channels Akashic records or uh, any of these who uh, spin yarns that are quite surprisingly accurate at times in details which does make one wonder from whence are these yarns being uh, strewn from what thread are they being threaded and can they be relied upon as a source of what what is it that you are looking for And this is a question directly to the one who asked the question. But the man in the chair is coming into this performance this evening in quite a different way than he typically does. Oftentimes, the man in the chair will be going about his day, specifically in the evening, with his evening routine, he might be watching a television show or uh, reading a book, listening to a book or uh, some other project and will start to have ideas which he feels a desire to express in the voice of Omra, of the High Council, of the Arcturian Collective Thingy and the man in the chair will pull out his telephone and hit record and begin to and then say yes we are here and we emerge as a creation from the mind of the man in the chair a, a performance which is both conscious and unconscious and this is one of the questions which your friend asked of you Usually the man in the chair, and we are speaking to the man in the chair, when we say you, we are speaking to the man in the chair, when usually the man in the chair will uh, open up his mouth and begin to speak and ideas will emerge and he will go down a rabbit hole that is fed to him from within, from where he does not know, and this is where we step in and say, oh, it is us. We will take credit for the nudging that is causing the riff. And what the man in the chair is doing is putting himself in a flow state, which is an act of creation, where the neurons are communicating in the brain at such a high rate of efficiency in a particular manner uh, that new uh, expression is what emerges 
And you see this in sporting events when athletes have trained repetitive skills and they amaze audiences with their peak performances and the competition that they have one with another continue to raise the skill level you see this in the arts you see this in music you see many areas where human beings will find a passion something that fills them with a sense of accomplishment of course there are times when an overbearing parent or guardian or authority figure will enforce their will upon a promising young athlete and the athlete has ability and an enjoyment but that enjoyment is curtailed and pinched and squeezed by the ambition of others there are times when that method does create and breed great brilliance there are times when it is at a cost and no experience is a wrong experience no experience is experience to be judged and we give this only as an example of the ways that you can understand different expressions of a flow state and channeling is what emerges from such a flow state rather than as a musician would uh, get into a flow state and create music and those who are gifted with the ability to compose can compose improvisationally uh, wonderful and sometimes terrible <laughs> always experimental pushing the envelope exploring coming from a place of joy by the very act of creation itself and this is what this man in the chair is doing as he is channeling the Arcturian collective thinking and using his mind as a canvas upon which to explore ideas which come from the unconscious and this was one of the questions what is the difference between unconscious or subconscious these are words there truly is no difference in concept there are the things that you are aware of and the things which you are not aware of and when it pertains to the workings of your own brain function the firing of your neurons for every every experience of a human is the result of neurons which are firing and wiring together in the brain you are aware of a very slight fraction of what your brain is doing and by this we mean that you can see and feel and hear a narrow range of the sea of reality within which you are submerged or emerged or intermerged 
if you can imagine all things from the perspective of atoms, tiny specks of energy, imagine that you put on a pair of glasses which would immediately transform the world from what you are typically used to seeing as viewed through the evolved lens of a human eyeball and the way that your brain has evolved to add color to different variations in light frequencies and to create a sense of depth and space and all of the different things which you experience through the sense of vision. All of these things, imagine that you could put on a pair of glasses which would strip away what you are used to seeing and to see things only from the perspective of tiny specks of energy, of atoms. What would that look like to your mind? Is it ridiculous to consider that that is a valid way of perceiving reality as a sea of pixelated bundles of energy? What are these bundles of energy all doing? Where are they from? They are from a sea of energy which fills the immensity of space. We call this source energy. And it is in fact all things. And there are far too many things for you to even wrap your head around what that means. But if you ask the question, how does energy behave? Pick up a rock and drop it. You just watch the way that energy behaves in the form of a rock being dropped from your hand on this planet which has a gravity that it does in this solar system, in this corner of the galaxy. That is what you experience that energy doing. Anything that you do, you are experiencing what energy is doing for you are all energy. Matter is energy doing matter. And there are energies which configure themselves eventually into neurons which fire in the human mind and communicate one with another through synapses and they gather together in communities and they share information with each other. And this is the experience of your life. That is another thing that energy is doing. And there are elements to this energy which are difficult for you to understand and believe. The man in the chair was considering the other day that within the span of his lifetime he has seen a great change in technology, especially from 
the perspective of uh, audio, how he listens to music. When he was a young child, he would listen to records on a record player. There were times he would leave them outside in the sun and they would warp and he would watch the needle on the record player go up and down and he could hear the sound distortion from the way that the music grooves existed in the vinyl of the record. He also listened to cassette tapes. There were even a brief period of time of eight-track cassette tapes, which were much larger than the smaller cassette tapes. And there were times when the tape would break or it would uh, set play backwards. or there, there were all kinds of distortions that could happen with the physical nature of the sound which was somehow embedded on the magnetic tape. And then there were CDs, which were still quite physical, but the music was actually read by a laser beam. It was encoded in light or read with light. Not a needle on vinyl or a contraption reading the magnetic tape, but light on a CD. And then there came the MP3 file, which was simply digital code on a hard drive. And then came the internet and the cloud. And now he can carry a very small phone in his hand and be connected to a vast music library for any song that he wished to hear he can hear out of thin air there is no tape there is no vinyl how does energy behave how is it possible that what once not that long ago only existed in physical form on a magnetic tape or a vinyl album or even a CD cassette uh, now exists in the air in a cloud of energy of light what changes that will occur over the next 20 years And how are all of these changes affecting the human nervous system? There are many forms of source energy which form intelligent life beings in realms and dimensions and worlds that would seem absolutely ridiculous to you. The life that is teeming within your own body would fill... Uh, you, you could, if, if you could understand the dramas, the daily experience of the microscopic life forms of which you are made, 
they are not human, but they are alive. And they are energy. And all things that are energy are impacted by other energy. Just as there were grooves in the vinyl which created sound, which later became microscopic grooves within light particles, or whatever the technology is these days where music can be pulled out of thin air. Energy impacts energy. And the energy that makes you, your body, your mind, your spirit, your soul, all things about you, all of these pixelated bundles of energy are ancient. The man in this chair has witnessed the advent of technology over a short period of time. What of this energy which has existed and never not existed and has amassed experience of every impression that it has ever made against itself in any form Does this make sense to you? Therefore, there are times when you will speak with someone who knows things on some level that are beyond explanation. This phenomenon has been observed throughout history on your planet by you human beings and others. Frankly, other forms of life recognize the connection that they have at a psychic level without blinking a spiritual eye. It is simply how they communicate and coordinate one with another. But the human mind has blocks where you are not consciously aware of the psychic connection which you all have one to another when you think of a species you can imagine that there is also an energetic record of every human being there is a there is a man named Rupert Sheldrake who has theories of morphogenetic fields. The man in the chair is somewhat familiar. Uh, He has not read a full book, but has mainly discovered Rupert Sheldrake through a banned TED talk, because Rupert Sheldrake dared to call out religious-like dogma among the scientific materialist community which based many of their worldview assumptions on unscientifically verifiable assumptions. Rupert Sheldrake is not wrong in what he is saying. Although the claims that he makes about the morphogenetic field are so far outside of conventional thinking 
that they appear heretical and his reaction to the rejection that he receives from his peers is understandable and painful. That is the extent that the man in the chair is aware of Rupert Sheldrake. But this idea of morphogenetic fields, similar to Carl Jung's idea of a collective unconscious, and to many mystics' ideas of Akashic records, there is an energetic, you might think of it as a library or a cloud of data, very much like you have developed with your own technology, where the energetic impact of all forms of energy is recorded. Just as each cell in your body contains a nucleus within which are the full set of DNA blueprints for every other, every possible function within the human body, that cell might only or will only play out one of the many different functions that a cell could play in the human body. But the DNA contains the information at a genetic level for all of them. This is a mirror or an echo of the way that energy stores memory of itself in uh, fractal holographic representations of itself at a we cannot even say the word microscopic level for microscopic is a term which has application within a third dimensional understanding of reality but outside of three dimensions it is meaningless the concept that is helpful for you to keep in mind, man in the chair, is that there are things which you will never have an explanation for, ever. And more likely than not, the stories that you think about what is real are full of holes, more grossly so than Swiss cheese. We are not saying this to discourage you or to ask you to throw up your hands and quit exploring, exploring your unconscious mind, exploring those energetic systems where communication is occurring between energetic life forms outside of your conscious awareness of them. Yes, you have an unconscious mind, which are the workings of your brain, which you are not aware of. But by the same logic, any other intelligent system of energy, which is an extension of you, for you are all woven within the same fabric of existence, and at a fractal level, contain a complete awareness of all things truly and yet you cannot access even the smallest inkling of these 
Occasionally, a nudge or an impulse bubbles up and is perceived. And there are those who develop a sense that is very perceptive of others. And they simply are reading energy on the morphogenetic level with a part of their being that they truly are not aware of or even in control of. But they do develop a talent or a skill, much as the athlete or the musician, for tuning in, as it were, to this particular part that they are specially designed to pick up that frequency by nature of their own energetic signature. And the question of whether or not you can trust another person's fiction has more to do with your ability or willingness to trust than it does another person's ability to demonstrate the absolute veracity of their claims. In regards to channeling, all people are channeling at all times. The question is what is being channeled? The the concept of a channel is simply one of focus. A channel through which water flows like a river or a canal. These channels that one thing flows through. Now there are times when a medium who channels the spirit of deceased ancestors will dial their frequency into the portion of the morphogenetic field where the lived experience of the object of focus of the one who is coming to the medium for relief, they carry within their mind a memory of this person, and that memory is quite a real living thing within the morphogenetic field. It is intimately, fractally connected to the very energies which were the essence of the so-called deceased. It is like a thumbprint on the fabric of reality at an energetic level, at one level of perceiving things. And there are those who can make out faint traces of this and can be very adept at reconstructing and recreating personality traits or at times specific bits of information. It is as if one person clapped their hand in a canyon and the sound of the clap echoed, 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 echoed and on the other side of the canyon a person heard that echo and duplicated it by clapping again 
and echo, echo, echo through the canyon, so on and so forth. That is the nature of channeling psychic information. And there are some humans who have uh, neural pathways which tune in to certain vibrational frequencies within the morphogenetic field. And they are they develop a, a skill to be able to express those in such a way that it can touch the person who is listening and provide a comfort which often is ridiculed and discounted as wishful thinking. The impact of this uh, hopeful thinking, of this uh, sense of peace which comes from the telling of stories and the believing of them and the accepting of them and the allowing of them to create wholeness and peace within the mind and within the heart. There is a tremendous value in this. Measurable. There have been and are many studies which show the benefit of holding these types of stories in mind. Stories of connection and wholeness as opposed to separation and loss and despondency and despair and hopelessness. Therefore, when one is dabbling in the realm of imagination, as we do here in the Arcturian playground, the true value comes in the experience of the one who listens and observes their own reaction and response to what is being said. That is the only place where truth resides and the only truth that it is is what happens when this outside message is interpreted through your own internal filtering system. The truth is the reflection of your world view. It is you coming to understand what your programming is. And when you can come to understand and then to accept what your programming is, you develop skills and can even to the point of being in flow where one of your flow states where your neurons are operating with great efficiency as a result of practice, practice, practice. One of the results can be a permanently, what you would call, state of heart openness or awe, marveling at the world around you, marveling at the experience of others. The diversity of experience which all too often goes 
unregarded as anything remarkable. For there is much malaise and boredom in the world today. Like plaque. But that is another story for another day. And there will be other days, for we are the Arcturian collective thingy as performed by this man in the chair, and we will end today by telling you of a very frightening story, as it is getting that time of year on your planet, which is known as the legend cycle, beginning with Halloween, and then Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you have your holiday cycle and season, and we have a spooky story for you from one of the planets within the Arcturus solar system. It was a uh, form of life which might appear to you quite spider-like at a, as a bacterial level. And the way that they communicated with each other was through tears that they would secrete and their taste buds. And one day, one of these said in their own language, This is how it sounded in your tongue. The tears as they emerge from you. You do not, you have not evolved the ability to taste the meaning of these tears, so we will translate them into sound for you. And they were sitting alone in the car. Oh my, is that a hook on your hand? It was not really a hook, for on this planet they did not even have hands or hooks. They were spider-like microbes who cried themselves to bliss. And these things we say... We tried. Hello again, this is Dow, the man in the chair who is bringing to you this Arcturian performance. And I would like you to join a growing group of like-minded individuals who are interested in the playful exploration of whatever it takes to create peace, harmony, acceptance, and all of these wonderful things in this world, beginning with our own hearts and minds, whether you believe in Arcturians or channeling or not. So if this sounds like fun to you, come and join me at The Tao of Healing, a free group hosted by Mighty Networks. Go to the website, Arcturian Playground, just Arcturian Playground, no the, Go to the website Arcturian Playground for more information. I hope to see you there. And so does Omra. He really loves listener interactions, you know. And if you'd like to read a book authored by both me and Omra back when Omra was called Quad, go check out Bathing with God, available on Amazon.com. Or go listen to the free podcast also called Bathing with God. Peace be with you. And remember, all is well. Thank you for playing with us today in the Arcturian Playground. Do not for a minute think that your exploration is finished. Carry us with you and invite the spirit of compassion and love into your lives. Nothing is more important or more fulfilling. Create compassion and love within your own hearts and minds. Then share it with all around you. Yes, it sounds weird. We know. We would not have it any other way.